Lily Twinning. We are so excited to have our friend Kristen on the episode with us. We've known her for over half our lives now since we met in high school. We were probably like, what, 14 or 15. And so we can't wait to dive in to the episode and hear all about her experiences. But obviously, we're going to let everyone get to know Kristen a little bit. So Sam, want to provide a little background? Yeah, so we've known Kristen since freshman year of high school, maybe sophomore year, actually. And I remember that I met her because she played field hockey and I played field hockey. And so she tried out for the team. And then fast forward two years later, and we were both team captains for senior year. So I actually think Kristen Kristen was my friend first and then (laughs) captain later, but maybe someone remembers it differently but that's how I remember it that's exactly how I remember that I remember the first day of practice and Kat was on the soccer team and they were dressed as like crazy wear everything you own that looks crazy to school or practice day and you and Holly and Liz and everyone came over and you were like this is my sister (laughs) (laughs) cool soccer team yeah we were very annoying I'm sure which my sister was probably there hiding with the soccer team too. Yeah. Yeah. Allie was for sure. So funny. Um, and so we're really excited to have Kristen on today because we're going to get to talk a little bit more about her perspective um, because she works for a startup and she's worked for that company for a long time and she's helped grow it. Um, so we thought she would be an awesome resource for other entrepreneurs who are listening. So Kristen, you introduce yourself. I would love to. Thank you guys for having me today. So proud of you for starting Habitats by Cat. Yes, my name is Kristen DeCamp. I'm currently a director of our enterprise account management team at Modus, um, which basically just means make sure you keep your customers and sell them more. Um, But yes, I've been at the company for, it was nine years in July, uh, wearing a variety of roles, which I'm sure we'll go through kind of ages and stages the company's gone through, but I'm working 100% remote right now. I'm living downtown Boston with my dog, who I'm sure you'll hear at some point during this because <laughs> it is witching hour. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the short version of me. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. Yeah. And so Kristen, I remember when, so Kristen and I lived together in Boston for a couple of years before I moved to New York. And I remember when Kristen first started at Modus, we were both like just transitioning out of college life into, you know, adulting. We were living in Boston and having a really good time. And Modus was a company of maybe 30 something people from what I recall. And the offices were in Newton, which is outside of Boston. And Kristen would come home with like wet hair because the ceilings (laughs) would be leaking. And she'd always have these crazy stories to share because that's when the company was so new. And I feel like they've always been in this growth mentality, but she was there right from the start, which I think is super cool. So before we dive into that though, Kristen, what did, what was your first reaction when you heard that Sam and I were going to team up with HBK? Because you know that I started HBK in 2019 when I left Marriott. And so what were, what was your first reaction? 
I do remember probably literally laughing. And I think I probably first texted your dad to ask if it was serious. If they're really going into business together. As most people on here probably know that Mr. and Mrs. Friedman are also entrepreneurs, but the twins, man, I, you guys could not have been more different. I mean, Sam and I were friends first. Catherine and I followed more of a similar social circle that got into a little bit of trouble, I'd say. Probably more trouble than Sam got into. Um, and yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is smarter. Um, but no, yeah, I couldn't believe, I mean, just knowing your careers too. I mean, Catherine went down a sales path. I knew Sam went down the marketing path. I mean, if without knowing you guys, it made total business sense, but just knowing your personalities, it, it is really funny to know that Kat started a business. And for those of you that know Sam, Sam has typically been in charge and, and makes the directions and the calls. So uh, it's very funny knowing sisters. I mean, I have a sister too. I still couldn't imagine going into business with her, but there's something about a twins, man. You guys just make it work. Yeah, Sam is the boss though, for sure. I don't think people that people that don't know us maybe don't realize that, but she's like the boss of my life. So <laughs> you're just the one who comes up with like wild ideas out of your ass. And then I'm supposed to figure out how we're doing it. How to That's do. really the difference here. Classic sales. <laughs> Having now sat in a sales org, that is the reputation we get. <laughs> just pulling shit out of my ass, people. That's what I'm here to do. So anyways, um, Kristen, we're going to kick off this interview with talk to us about, you know, day one at Modus and then all the years you've been there about how it has been such an entrepreneurial environment and how you think that's kind of like shaped your career. Yeah, no, it definitely has been. So I started back in July of 2012. I basically took a call center job at that point where you are kind of the support team for the end users using our product, which wasn't even a native application yet. So it was just a, a web-based software platform, which I should back up and just let everyone know what Modus did at a high level back then is we partner with companies and help them accurately reimburse their employees that drive their personal vehicles for business. Um, so we had technology that they would basically get to check in as they got from one customer to a next that they were visiting and they would validate that they were there and it would calculate the miles that the employer would ultimately be able to reimburse them for. Um, so we were just the end user email support, just, hi, my name is Kristen. How can I help you today? And you could be talking to like George who worked for Kellogg and was like stocking like cereal shelves in a grocery store but one of our other customers is, is Pfizer and you could be talking to like a pharmaceutical rep that's kind of visiting an, a doctor in the operating room and teaching them how to use the equipment. So you definitely were, but what I loved about it is you were exposed to a ton of different people. It won't shock you that I'm a people person. Um, so that was the first about year and a half at Modus. Um, I then was like a little team lead on that team, just helping like new people come in. I was a management major in college. So I always knew I wanted to go into some part of management. I just didn't know what aspect of the business. Um, and then I actually switched over to the account management side. So really getting to know the end user support and what value we brought like the clients themselves, not just their kind of drivers in the field. So it was really interesting to learn the other side of the product um, and the value that we brought to their organization. Um, and then around that time is actually when we had a new senior leadership team. And 
back then you kind of had your job for like two years and it was pretty normal for us at that time to, I wanted to move downtown. I was actually living downtown with Kat, but I was re reverse commuting out of the city. And at that point, you're just like, all right, I've got my first couple of years under my belt. I was thinking about job searching, but we had a whole new C-suite come into the business and really had a tech forward mindset and plan. Um, and honestly, just like a more lax culture than what we had before. We were still dressing up and like going into cubicles and you couldn't hang your jacket on your chair because it wasn't the vibe, even though we had no customers ever in the office. But Definitely super pumped that I waited around. Um, that new team kind of brought in a lot of their old teammates from a, a startup company that they brought before kind of up to a certain level and then all jumped over to kind of the next project, which was Modus. Um, and luckily they found a really cool office downtown, which is where I was trying to be then too. So we wound up moving right to two financial right next to South Station in downtown Boston, which it wound up being what was it, Cal? Like a 15 minute walk from our apartment in Beacon Hill. It was awesome. Yeah, right near South Station. So nice. like right in the center of Boston. Yeah, it could not have been better. So on super lazy days, you could take the red line two stops and be right at the door. Um, but otherwise it was like a beautiful walk through like the, the Boston garden and common down there. Um, and at that point, I actually, a leadership role opened up back on the member services team, which is, I definitely wanted to do management. I didn't love the idea of going back to the call center and kind of being that escalation point. You basically, as a manager, don't get to talk to any happy customers in a support role. It's only the unhappy ones. But um, we go back to talking about like ages and stages a ton in a startup. And it was like a, a stepping stone. I knew I had to take if I wanted to stay there. And I was honored that they did actually ask me to do it. Um, definitely happy I did. I did that for like two years. Um, and in that time, actually, no, I, yeah, I did that for two years. Then I jumped over and sat on our strategy team for a little bit. I thought I was over my customer facing years. Um, <laughs> and looking back on the business, touche to them, because they got to use my end user and customer facing product knowledge of what we could and couldn't build for the future and deliver to our customers. Okay. So that was really cool to watch in hindsight, 2020, like, could we offer this type of add-on product for customers? Could we offer this? And I was sitting in a room saying, yes, we could do that. We'd have to change this or no, that won't work because this is kind of the operations. And I knew like all the ins and outs of the platform. Um, and at that time, we were also in a strategic acquisition mode as a business and we wound up acquiring our longest and largest competitor. Um, and we tripled in size as a company overnight by acquiring their customer base. So then it almost felt like a third company that I was working for, which was pretty cool because you get that size. When I joined in 2014, I think I was employee 40 something. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the company we acquired was over 200 employees. We're sitting at almost 400 today. So it's definitely been an I never loved the phrase ages and stages that our CEO talked about, but it's so true of what you can go through now after like nine years there. Um, but after a little while on the strategy team, I did miss watching like your ideas or projects like come to fruition. So I um, knew that our company was growing and I missed the customer side. So I asked if I could go back and run one of our sales account management teams and make sure we could keep the customers happy and growing them and I could build sales skills. So I am sitting under like the revenue side of the house now um, and managing a sales team have been doing that for the past two, three years now. That's awesome. So I think to 
follow up on that and thank you for sharing all of that with us. What have you been able to do to keep Modus continually like looking to you and promoting you? Because you've clearly added so much value every step of the way because every year or two they're like coming to you with a new role or like a new mm -hmm. promotion. So what is it that they're coming to you for specifically? If you can like dive into that a bit, because I think a lot of people struggle with how to network, whether it's a small company or a large company, like how do you mm -hmm. set yourself apart and, you know, be, you're always that go-to person. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I think one of the most important attributes to a job, which I never would have thought of coming out of school, you never think of like culture. Yeah. And you always think that's kind of like the cheesy word that each company talks about. But I mean, it's just like keeping in touch with friends for like 15 years, even though we're literally across like the United States today. I think enjoying who you're working with and for and making sure people enjoy working for you is like a huge motivator. Yeah. I think it's, it's kept me attractive, but also that's what kept the organization attractive to me that you do want to be part of like a winning culture and a winning team. You. I've never worked for someone I haven't enjoyed working for and I've never hired someone that I wouldn't like get in the trenches with on my own team to teach them something too. So the people around me are a huge motivator. And um, I'm always not to people before, but the first on like, if there's a cultural like little team or little, since we've gone remote, I'm on this like monthly culture, like touch base to make sure you have a pulse on multiple departments in the company. And I just think it's like a natural part of being a people person that they're like, well, Kristen will know what people are generally feeling about this idea if we're like throwing it around. So I think, I think that's, what's kept me like super humbled to be asked to be do different teams, but also what you, you know, wherever you put me or whoever I work for or with that you like make them enjoy their job. I mean, there isn't something super sexy about vehicle reimbursement, but if you really like the people around you and your customers and the processes and you're given control to change things and implement new things, I think it's something I also take for granted at a company that's grown from like 50 to 350 people. Like they really trust, the trust is like a total two-way street. Yeah. That's always, oh, go ahead, Sam. I was just going to say, I think that's like the difference in some ways. And I never worked for a startup, but I think people who work for startups say that like you get big opportunities and sometimes yes, like you're doing the role of like 10 people, but you get much more responsibility and that trust factor is there and you can really change and shape a company. Whereas you were, if you work for an established or a large, you know, making it up fortune 500 company, it may just not be that way at all levels or all stages. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, it's crazy to think like, seven years ago I was a team lead on a member services support team that like most big companies have that support center and now I'm like a director of like a 50 million dollar book of business with like a you have to grow it by a couple million every year like it is wild to say out loud but for me it's just like oh that's just like my next step my next challenge like as long <laughs> as I'm learning more and people around me are still having fun like I have never wanted to to leave Right. Sometimes you want to leave your day to day and find something new. Like you're like, I can't wait to get out of this bubble and pass it on to someone else. But as long as you like, like the building blocks that you're building, that's honestly why I haven't entertained leaving yet. Right. Right. Yeah. And Sam, that's a good point because like I worked for Marriott hotels, which is, you know, I worked there during the acquisition of Starwood. So we were the largest hotel company in the world. And 
I had so many different experiences working for Marriott, but I was given the processes, the training. I was told the Marriott way. I wasn't part yeah. of building the like molding it. way. Yeah. Like my leaders would say when I started working for this company 20 years ago, they were part of creating this like Marriott way. But for me, I was given like, you know, training books, processes, and it was already there and I had to follow them. And if I followed Mm -hmm. them and if I made business easy for everyone internally and externally, that's how you could really raise the bar and get people to notice you because people Mm -hmm. struggle with like following a process. And understand why the process is so important, but it's so cool that you've been part of making the processes that now people will be saying that about Modus and you, right? Like that's like, you know, years and years from now, you'll be part of the people, the team who created Modus to be whatever it's about to become. And who knows, like sky's the limit because it's just growing so much. Yeah, no, it's true. It's been super fun. And even there's even small things where people ask you, well, why are the certain Salesforce fields that way? Mm-hmm. And like my immediate answer just makes so much sense, but it's because I was there for like five years ago to be like, we should collect this type of information for each customer. And here's why. And you're like, well, why did I get to decide where Modus's Salesforce fields go? <laughs> like, who am I? <laughs> and no, it's a good point because honestly, and you have such a great attitude a lot of people would be irritated that someone's asking why, right? right? Like lots of leaders, I have leaders. So if I would ask a question, like, why is that? Why do I have to do that? People immediately are like, why do you care? Do do what I say. Explaining why, because if someone knows the why, they maybe have a very positive attitude. They just want to understand the bigger picture. Right. Right, yeah. Um, okay, Kristen, so next question. I've heard you over the years talk about the playbook. <laughs> and I think this is like a trick question because I didn't tell you I was going to ask about the playbook, but it just like came to my Yeah, head. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> but I remember you throughout the years talking about how the leaders at Modus would almost in a way put together like a playbook, right? And it would almost be like something that you would always refer back to whether it was like working on a big project or initiative or like training new people. And I think talking about like your playbook and what you've kind of had in your back end to learn, to grow upon. Can you share a little bit of that with us? Because I think for entrepreneurs or people self-employed, we're building our playbooks and we're still trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. So can you kind of touch upon that a little bit? I certainly can try. Um, So yeah, I think looking back, I think in the original days when I was in my end user customer support days, I didn't realize I was part of the playbook that that senior leadership team was coming into like their third startup company to like grow to that next stage. But when I, so like 2012 to 2015, 2016, we weren't owned by anyone. We were totally private. I mean, we're still technically private today, but we weren't financially backed by anyone. Um, when this team came in, they came in with what is now like our playbook too. And just kind of making, I'll never forget the CEO at the time going into like shadow mode. I mean, everyone's shadowing the first couple of months, just to understand kind of where's your base 
to understand what changes to then dictate. Yeah. I think he said our sales stages was like 105 different sales stages from our, like back in 2012, 2013, yeah. where now we have four with like qualifiers to like get you from stages one through four to close. So back then, I mean, you were really going into our founder at the time, definitely kudos to him to get it, to grow it to like a $20 million company. But you definitely reach a stage of like founder's block. And he brought in this new C-suite to kind of say, hey, I, I got it to here, but I'm unable to go to the next stage. He was thinking of going to sell us. And this team came in and just saw a vision to make us so much bigger. So we definitely made investments in like trimming down sales plays, simplifying things, not needing to teach someone our reimbursement method that's IRS derived. There's yeah. like a 70 page IRS code to like explain the two second reimbursement thing I explained to you guys, but like right. you don't need to explain in detail to like get someone to buy. So on the sales and customer front, it was just kind of simplifying our messages on the technology front. I couldn't even start to pretend I knew what plays they made, but they definitely like brought us to the 21st century of like all the best practices and investments in a software platform. I know you guys have talked about like investments you've made up front to like the toolbox for your consultants. Right, right. So I'm sure on the back end in a much more complicated way than I'll give them credit for, they brought like our technology forward and launched a native application, which we didn't have. We were still just like verifying in a web browser that like driver A got from point B to C. Um, so we launched a native app and like investing in those types of employees that can like come in and build an app and make sure it fits into your platform. And, um, so we were able to do that with those investments. We were able to reduce operational costs and show that we could like service some companies quicker and it like bring in their costs and a lot of focus on EBITDA, which I, to this day, couldn't tell you what that stands for earnings before interest tax depreciation something but it basically is like how smart can you spend a dollar and like how much can you get out of every dollar that the company spends um so once they kind of reduced modices at the time then they brought us to go to a private equity company to say hey if you invest in us look what we just did with our like 120 customers yeah if you can go acquire this company that is operating in like the ice age with like server rooms like if their if their building went down like they'd be out of business which is terrifying they were twice our size so like if you if you invest in us we can fold them in over here and we can make so much more yeah so yeah. that's been the playbook that I've definitely like been educated on in these last like six years of like serious acquisitions and now we've like really nailed how to like we've acquired now four companies so we have like mini acquisition playbook where you know transition plan and sales knows the handoff to operations and we're going in to talk to customers so that's kind of like my skinny on the playbook as we've kind of learned I'm sure we learn every single way and tweak how we talk to these types of customers and these and change didn't go well over for these so how can we change it next time when we go talk to like this other company um but it's been really fun to like kind of iterate on along the way yeah, and I think what stood out to me was simplifying the message, especially for salespeople. And I think Sam and I have simplified the message with the HBK platform because the shorter, short and sweet is always the key. Because at the end of the day, yeah. no one wants to be sold anything. Yeah. You, all business owners have to figure out what problem are they solving 
Yep. What value do they bring? And can you say that in 15 to 20 seconds? That's all it yep. is. Like, yep. See how people start a travel business. Do you want to start yep. a travel business? That's what we do. That's it. Yep. And I think in the beginning, we were trying to figure out like, how are we going to get everything we offer across? And we have to tell everyone mm-hmm. everything right off the bat, but like you don't. And it's yes. let them ask, right? Yeah. You that opportunity for them to ask you questions so that right. there's engagement. Yeah. To make it short and sweet, I think what we've learned is like the key. So it's cool that oh, yeah. you know, your company has learned that because then it makes me feel better. So we're doing something. Yeah. Like oh, I'm, our CEO <laughs> talks about it. I'm the only person drinking, by the way. No. I've been drinking. I'm like in hives, I can tell from talking too much. <laughs> no, we love it. Um, well, Samantha, I'm going to let you now. Um, I've been a chatty Kathy. I have a couple. I'm giving you the mic. Yeah, we have a couple <laughs> more questions before we wrap up. So, Kristen, can you tell us the most challenging project you've worked on at Modus and what you learned from that? And give us the real skinny. Like you can tell us people that have pissed you off. We can call them anonymous. (laughs) No, I don't even think there's one. I think the one, and I I feel bad that I've talked about this acquisition. Tell me if you don't want me to talk about acquisitions, but acquiring acquiring our merging with our largest competitor, you know in sales, Kat. I mean, you, you battle with competitors for years. Yes. You like tear each other's projects down, products down. You say we're better for the different value props. Like, you know exactly how to go after like your main competitors in the space. So merging with them and walking into a room to be their best friends slash new bosses was pretty hard. I was not part of that initial team that went on site, like for initial, but looking, I like give our C team like a lot of credit. Like we purchased them. We were good people, but they didn't know that. I mean, you just, you kind of trashed on each other for years. It's it's very weird. I mean, some of them are my very good friends and my like favorite teammates that I've like hired and worked with. So it all worked out. And once we were all getting along, I think going to the customers that chose that other company over us and maybe even left us for them over those years was super hard to them. We called them beating meetings for like a year (laughs) when we had to literally tell them like, Hey, by X date, like your current platform's going to sunset and we need you to come over. You're going to have to transition to this. And here are the differences sure. and your prices aren't going down. <laughs> so like some of those were like it, 2018 into 2019 was super hard. And like the renewals even coming up of like making sure we remembered what our product team promised like a year ago. And maybe they didn't always follow through because like things shift at companies. So the customer facing road show of beating meetings my bosses and I would always call them were not fun. And even for like, you know, when you're joining and like supporting an account manager on your team, like it's their customer, but like we're there to send the company line and we'll do it in person, but it doesn't change the message at the end of the day. Um, that was probably the last two acquisitions have been much smaller. So it has been, I've definitely, that was like my biggest growth year though, like 2018 to 2019, I mean, talking to executives, having under explaining our why, trying to do it simplified. Like there is a reason a big firm kind of invested in us. Yeah, we're not terrible, but we we respect and know you didn't choose us. And when you come up for renewal, like we'll do our best and explain to you why we think you should stay with us. So it was my biggest kind of growth here in terms of like working with executives, explaining right. our value and praying they stayed and most of them did. So it was great. That's awesome. 
And then last question might be a tough one. It's just, where do you see yourself in five years? Because you've already been with Modus for nine and it's, you know, where you've grown your whole career. So where do you see the next five? Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, I don't think I will still be at Modus, to be honest. I mean, there's like a, we've reached a size where I'm already thinking I've learned so much and I'd love to go back to a smaller and really have be more part of that playbook. I mentioned that was like being used on me at the time and like have learned to use it, but I'd love to go back to maybe not at like a 40 or 50 person size company like I started, but to around hundred employee um, count um, and be able to have on my resume that like I grew like a $20 million book of business sure. customer into something yeah. bigger. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that without these kind of lessons and stories. My boss, I'd love, I would follow him anywhere. There's a couple C people, I would, C team people I would follow anywhere too. Um, but right now I definitely have at least another year here. My team's in a current kind of regrowth straight stage where I'm kind of hiring a bunch of people. So I'd love to see that to fruition. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't even, it won't be about vehicle reimbursement. I can promise you that much. I won't be at another... <laughs> auto, I don't know, I hope that word reimbursement isn't anywhere even in there, but to go truly form like an account management team where you're like building renewals and expansion and to have those kind of numbers under a team that I've built would be super cool to do somewhere. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Makes a lot of sense. No, and I have curveballs. <laughs> I don't have any curveballs, no. no well, more. I feel like you're showing people that, you know, you, you made this comment that like, I'm not doing anything sexy, but your product that you're helping these companies with, I think they're like account payable or like their CFO would find your company very sexy <laughs> because you're helping companies save a ton of money and your company is helping other, help them keep their employees accountable. Millie can come join. Tell her. <laughs> Do not worry. Um, Someone must be at the door. <laughs> so I just think that's super cool that you've been part of something that is actually very important to your customers and to these other large companies that you're managing. Your team is managing. Yeah. So that's really cool. It has been. No, it is. And you just feel like in the weeds of like, you guys both know and have worked at companies where you know the weeds and you're like, I can't believe I'm talking about this like one employee experience at like Pfizer. Yeah, um, but it has been really cool to watch our company adapt to to like not only vehicle reimbursement, but now we're helping with like phone reimbursement and helping folks like work from home and get reimbursed for internet and phone. So like in this last year, like we're going to be able to help a company either save money by making sure we're helping their folks in a car or in their home office or from their phone. So yeah. it is really interesting. Oh, yay. Well, Kristen, we're so, so thankful that you joined us and you made time for us for our Truly Twinning podcast. And for those of you who don't really understand how close we are with Kristen, her mom was just texting me because she's fully aware. She of just called me too. That was my missed call. <laughs> oh, I sent her the reels. I wanted her to know everything about tonight. So she'll be tuning in. Thank you everyone for listening. And Kristen, cheers to you and your success. You cheers, So. I'm super thankful that you guys had me on here and congratulations to you two for starting a business. I know no two parents are more proud than your parents, David and Lorraine, of their little twins. So thank you guys seriously so much for having me.
Oh, thank you. Bye. Yeah. All right, talk to you guys later.